This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Expected. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast. Well, Brock joined in studio by the GM, Saul Bookman. I believe I haven't been traded for a late round draft pick. And of course, I mean, this is like the Beatles reuniting and no John Lennon. We couldn't do an Isaiah Simmons trade podcast without Johnny Venerable. He was on a staycation. The man does not take any days off, though, because Isaiah Simmons has been traded. The news went down at 7.30 Arizona time. Adam Schefter, I believe, had it first, saying that the Cardinals are dealing the eighth overall pick to the New York Giants for a seventh round pick. I feel like we should give Johnny the floor to say what he wants to say because he's been, um, I you know, maybe not his biggest supporter. <clears throat> this is my moment, uh, and here's here's what I want to say. There's no chance in hell I was missing this show ever, even if there's a fire. Uh, Isaiah Simmons was never in the plans for this team. This was the only show that's kept it real for six months with this audience that Jonathan Gannon and Monty Austin Ford knew, similar to DeAndre Hopkins, that Isaiah Simmons had an ego, and Isaiah Simmons' mantra and style of play just didn't fit this team. And then it, the crescendo, the cherry on top was, he's playing in the second quarter of a meaningless preseason game, not giving 100% effort. I mean, it, is there any more reading the tea leaves that, that you can do than that? I mean, that, that was a huge indictment on the former top 10 pick, as is what you're able to get for him. A seventh round pick? I mean, good, good Lord. He was a top 10 pick. Everybody thought, can we get a third for him? Can we get a day two pick? No, he he's a bust. You can officially put a bow on it. Now, he may go and have modest success elsewhere. I hope that he does for the sake of Isaiah Simmons. But there have been questions, Bo and Saul, that we've talked about over the course of his tenure here in Arizona. Did he love football? Right. He got benched by Vance Joseph multiple times. Say what you want about Vance Joseph. So it just, it was really unfortunate. It was unfortunate when Steve Kime made the pick, when there were guys like Tristan Wirfs and CeeDee Lamb available, and now the Cardinals are in the process of, of cleaning up the mess. And if, if you're going to take this on, to, to, to Bo's point from yesterday, just do it this year. Go through the process of doing the rebuild now instead of, you know, having this guy in a lot. They clearly, gentlemen, did not want him in their locker room this year. You don't make this move up because he, he is better than – maybe some of the people that they're going to start over the course of 2023. This was a message like very similar to DeAndre Hopkins. We don't want you here. Get out. 
Yeah, I mean, if you're going to make this work, right, with with no future in the plans for Isaiah Simmons in the Arizona Cardinals, like it is inevitable as far as divorce goes, you still, for one final season, you have to have two willing participants, right? And it didn't seem like you could make things work for the 17-game stretch with it. You didn't have people that were bought in and saying, okay, Isaiah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be best for us. If, if you have a contract year and you play at a high level, that benefits us. But we didn't have a willing participant, it felt like, in Isaiah Simmons buying into this season. And, and it's tough. I understand it's tough to try to get him to buy in after the team declined his fifth-year option and the turmoil that he went through the previous three seasons. But... This just seems like this was the right move for this organization having to go through the hall of a 17-game season, 18-week season, like to try to say, hey, everything's well and good and, and that they were a happy marriage until like every, you, you can inevitably divorce in the offseason. It just made sense to kind of rip the Band-Aid off right now. Uh, you know, I think the term that Steve Kime used when he drafted, when he drafted Isaiah Simmons was he's an eraser. Oh. Well, he just erased himself away from the Cardinals forever because he's, again, like he's the very definition of a jack of all trades, a master of none. Like he, yeah. he really is. Like he could do physically, athletically, he looks like he should be able to play the part. He could just never find out what that part was the entire time he was here. Couldn't play linebacker. Clearly couldn't play safety. Uh, he, he was he was getting torched against Kansas City. Then the lack of effort on the goal line. I just feel like... This, this makes too much sense, and for all the F Giants fans out there uh, who say that they have fleeced the Cardinals on this one, yeah, okay, come back to us at the end of the year and still feel – hell, come back to us in a month if he's even made the roster right. in New York. Uh, like, this is a seventh rounder to find out if there's anything there with the player is not much to give up. That doesn't mean he's a lock to stay on that, that roster by any stretch of the imagination. And Isaiah Simmons – Hey, listen, for all the people that thought that he has, you know, he has some, you know, some swag about him or he's kind of, you know, whatever uh, we can attest like we we on this pod have dealt with some of that stuff in terms of just his. And listen, he thinks he's a, a bigger time player than he actually yeah. is. I, I'm, I'm sorry, like his performance does not justify his actions off the field like it just never did. So this like false bravado uh, to me was very off putting. Uh, and, and then the production on the field was even worse. And I, so I, I think Isaiah Simmons is yeah, Chick-fil-A on Sundays. He's Chick-fil-A on Sundays. It's it's elite fast food that you that you want to perform on Sundays, especially after a hard Saturday night, and it's not available to you. It's just not there. You can't get it. You can't access it. You can't unlock it no matter what you do. He, it's not performing for you on Sundays. That's Isaiah Simmons in a nutshell for the Arizona Cardinals. He, I mean, he took his Buckus Award from Clemson and thought it translated to the NFL – because the way he operated was he was an all-pro the day he walked the Arizona Cardinals, and he barely played. And he barely played in part. I mean, I probably owe Vance Joseph a, a, a partial apology today because this young man's a liability. We, we talked about it. If Isaiah Simmons was going to work for anybody at safety, it was Jonathan Gannon, who's a kingmaker of a defensive back coach, right? Gannon was the safety himself. There is not a more greater indictment of Isaiah Simmons than getting to work with Jonathan Gannon, getting to, to play at the position you asked for. He went to the Cardinals and said, I want to play free safety. And Gannon's like, sure, we're going to make it work for you. We're going to tailor this around you. And what happened? He blew it. He blew the opportunity. He loafed. He was aloof. 
And I, I, again, I go back to, I just don't think he loves football. I think he loves what football provides for him. I think he's a freak athletically, but you can't tell me that he's got the same level of heart for the game of football than, than Buda Baker or, or guys like Jalen Thompson who aren't as physically gifted as Isaiah Simmons. So at the end of the day, it's like, you know, saw you mentioned maybe not even making this team with the Giants. I think there's there's validity to that. What does he do well at this point? He can't cover. He couldn't cover two and three receivers on the depth chart for Kansas City last week, one-on-one in man. He can't fill in, in the hole. He wasn't a 3-4 inside linebacker. He's a, he's a cherry picker. He can go back, and he can swap passes, and he can maybe intercept a pass or two. He belongs on an NFL roster, but the biggest indictment is, and here's where I'll give Ansafor and, and company credit, they did not want to pay him his full robust salary this year. They're, they're basically being made whole dead money and the money that they're getting, it's three point something and some change on both sides. They did not want to pay Isaiah Simmons fourth year top 10 money. And that's what the 49ers are dealing, dealing with right now in Trey Lance. So if he, if he gets another contract next spring, it's going to be low. It's going to be something Isaiah Simmons is, is not used to. And Bo, I've told, told you this on the show, like I think there's a possibility he could be out of football in a couple of years, which is unfortunate for him. Yeah, I mean, he got to pick his position this year, and then he goes to the Giants, and the reports are he's going back to linebacker for Wink Martindale. <laughs> Yikes. I'm, and you're right. I mean, you look at social media and talk about a, a fan base that doesn't know ball. I mean, Giants fans are saying, oh, look at these numbers. Like, we just fleeced the Arizona Cardinals. What are they doing? And it's just like, th- those are empty calories. You watch on a game-to-game basis. Like, the impact plays are there, but in between that, there just wasn't. There wasn't enough playmaking. There wasn't enough consistency. We've got Isaiah Simmons as far as his Instagram stories. I believe it says New Beginnings Producer Jacob. Can we see that? It was Isaiah Simmons going on IG and posting. Yeah, it says New Beginning. And it's like, yeah, this sure as shit is your best opportunity to get your NFL career back on track. But it takes more than just being traded to the Giants and being installed into a new defense. Like, you have to do a lot of work now. It's on your shoulders. And I think that that's what a lot of players don't understand. Like, it's not just going to naturally progress and and you're not going to just naturally develop back into the player that you were at Clemson. Playing at this level, you have to be locked into the details. You have to be locked into the process. And you have to be locked in to being an NFL player and eat, sleep, and dreaming being an NFL player. And I just, I, you know, Johnny, I think you're exactly right. I just don't think that that's where he was during his Cardinals tenure. It's very hard to just wake up one day and say, hey, I'm going to give I'm going to give my life to this. And, and, and like he can go and he could be a decent player for the Giants, just like he was a decent player here, but he's not going to live up to the expectations of eighth overall pick, but kiss winner from Clemson, this jack of all trades guy. Swiss Army knife that Steve Kime envisioned. Well, on, on top of that, uh, you have, you know, Jonathan Gannon literally just spoke to the media. Yeah. And he talked about the fact that, well, listen, he, he just wasn't in their future plans. They gave him every, they gave him the opportunity. Um, and, and to his credit, Isaiah Simmons did everything that they, that they asked him to do. Um, and they just didn't see it. And, and because of that, they were like, hey, listen, teams don't cut great players. They don't cut, right. and they certainly don't cut first round draft picks or trade dra- first round draft picks for pennies on the dollar unless they really don't believe in said player. That's what it is right now. Like you can't you can't skirt it any other way. 
Like the, the Cardinals are not big believers in what Isaiah Simmons can provide on the field long term. So they moved him. And yeah, we could sit here and talk about, well, why didn't they move him in the offseason? I think they wanted to give him a chance to get in here and get into camp, get into training camp and figure out what they have before they made that decision. And I think that's that's what smart organizations should do. Uh, listen, if, if this regime had taken over before Hassan Reddick had gotten to that to that option year and changed his position and utilized him the same way that they utilized him in his final year here, he'd yeah. still be here probably because right. they would have paid him. Like, but they didn't because they didn't recognize it until a new regime came in and changed things around and he took advantage and then he bolted. Like they tried to do the same thing with Isaiah Simmons this year and give him a chance with a new regime. And the new regime quickly found out, nah, now they're good. And they moved on. Like that's it. And Jose, I, like I hear you, bud. Like you're in the chat and you're a big Isaiah Simmons fan. Cool. You like bad football players. I don't <laughs> give a shit. That's fine. That's just what it is right now. And he might go to New York and hell, he might thrive. And he might be a pro bowler, Jose, but he's never shown you that in three seasons here. So how are you gonna sit there and say that for sure when he moves on, he's gonna be a pro bowler? Dude, he might not even make the roster. I'm not even trying to hear that. I mean, Wake of Martindale. I I, I feel like Go ahead, Johnny. It's your floor. This like is your show today, bud. Lot, it's not. <laughs> a lot of people were Simmons supporters until last Saturday. We said it on our show, Bo. Like, how many people did he lose with that effort Saturday night? That was a primetime game against Kansas City, and you're out there against backups of, upon backups, not caring, not trying, right? We can make excuses for Isaiah Simmons under Vance Joseph. I'm guilty of it. Other people are. He has to be unleashed with Jonathan Gannon, right? Perfect coach. Is Jonathan Gannon the perfect coach for everybody on the roster? That remains to be seen. But for Simmons especially, there were articles and clips and podcasts and deep dives broken down about how this was a perfect marriage. Well, somebody's holding up their end of the bargain. It's Jonathan Gannon. The other person, Isaiah Simmons, Saul, to your point, no, he just he doesn't want to put in the work. He, I, I, I fully believe that if he, if he was trying to their level, and the effort was there, and he just couldn't figure it out, they would teach him. Nick Rallis, Jonathan Gannon, the ultimate teachers of development yeah. for young players. They, they, they take immense pride in being able to do that. You have to want to be coached. Isaiah Simmons was close, is close with DeAndre Hopkins. I think thought of himself as an equal to DeAndre Hopkins, yet what he didn't understand is D-Hop put in the time and the work early in his career to become great. Isaiah Simmons never did. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we see we talk about Wink Martindale and how much of a mad scientist he is. He also had Patrick Queen, similar skill set, a guy that played inside off ball linebacker. And you see Baltimore Ravens fans clamoring like you, you can look at the numbers and you can talk yourself into, hey, he's a decent player. But is he an impact maker on down the down? You know, here, here's what I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit as far as Giants fans. Them saying that they got a steal. I, I still think that's a reach. They got a lottery ticket. I mean, I think they got a lottery ticket, and and the chances of that hitting is is very slim, right? But if it, it we we see we see the skill set, they gave up a seventh round pick. That's nothing, right? I mean, Steve Kime gave up more for Trayvon uh, Mullen last year as far as trying to get a cornerback from the from the Raiders that was going to get cut anyway. So I think Amani Osfort just getting anything in return for Isaiah Simmons. That's that's just what you're going to have to accept. I see a bunch of people asking me, why didn't we just why didn't they just ride it out? Why didn't they just have him play the season and then get a comp pick? Look, you got to qualify to be a comp pick as far as snaps, as far as what you make salary wise, as far as how the league views you, as far as your impact. 
Like, they there's, did there's not no want slam dunk him he was going to be a comp room. pick. Very rare chance that he became a comp pick. They did not want him in their locker right. room this year. They told him to leave. They, th they think it's more of a deterrent to have number nine a part of this team than to not have him. They, they said, get out. Get the fuck out. We don't want you here. You're a problem, right? You're not participating. You're not trying during a preseason game. What kind of message does that send to like a Keytrail Clark who they're trying to elevate, right? Or a B.J. Ojolari who's going through an injury right now. That's the opposite of what they want. They said, get out. We don't want you around. Go and try to find success elsewhere. And in the, in the Gannon clip of him being asked, I mean, he sounded a little testy. It's like, we tried to help Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but it, it is very damning of Isaiah Simmons this morning. I mean, Gannon, and we're paraphrasing again, Saul, he said, we feel like we were doing what's best for the team and what's going to give us the best chance as a team moving forward and to win games this well, season. And that's the thing. Yeah. Is, hey, listen, there was a reporter that asked a question like, but like basically, but why? And, and, and Gannon got a little, little edgy and he was just like, we're trying to win football games. Like, I don't know how else I'm, I'm, I, I'm supposed to break this down for you. We're not here to play average to mid football players. If we can find other talent or groom talent into positions that we think are going to thrive down the road, then we need to open up those spots to make that happen. And he didn't necessarily call out Isaiah Simmons in that regard, but hell, you can put two and two together and understand right. like he just didn't seem like he was going to be in the big picture plans. And that's okay. Like Isaiah Simmons had a couple flashes when he was here with the Cardinals that you just were like, man, yeah. if we could get that every single day, like he would lay dudes out from time to time. But for every, every body that he would put on the ground, there was one that walked right by him. You know what I mean? Like, it, so, it's, so it was just too inconsistent and he just didn't prove to be the value of a first round pick. Like we all hoped he would be. And we all, we all hoped he would be on draft day. When you see all the skills, when you see uh, him a as a defensive back and lining up a linebacker and off the edge, like you got excited. Cause you're like, man, did we get this dude? Yeah. Did we just fleece the rest of the NFL and get like the best prospect? And a lot of, a lot of draft boards had Isaiah Simmons as a top five pick that year year like he wasn't some unicorn like a lot of a lot of people were like dude Isaiah Simmons is that dude right but he just never panned out he never panned out whether you want to say it's coaching or not he's been with two regimes now and the latest one said nah we're good we're gonna move on in a different direction and I think that's the right call and sometimes a new change of scenery kind of you know resets things even for the player certainly for the organization and we move on Here, here's the tough part and I see a lot of people saying he's Redick 2.0 here's the difference Redick they found his position. They they have not found the position for Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons, like if you say his position is deep center field safety, I mean, that really narrows it down. I yeah. mean, that really just I mean, a lot of guys can just go out there and play center field. That's the that's the biggest issue with him. It's like, yeah, I think if you put Buddha Baker, Jalen Thompson, any of the defensive backs back there and they played that deep center field and they could go just cherry pick passes and lay a thumping on on a ball carrier, you know, that a lot of people are gonna look decent. Problem is, like, what, what's the true impact of that? And he doesn't have a true way to utilize his skill set on a down-to-down -down basis. Like, center field, it's like, hey, this guy is a good three-point shooter, and that's all he can do. Like, and he's, <laughs> he's just running down court, and, and the, the term cherry pick is from hoops. Usually, he's yeah. like, he's just standing down there, and it's like, hey, we're going to get him a pass and an open look. And that's, that's how he's going to impact the game. But that very rarely happens, and he's going to be a liability elsewhere. I mean, we saw with Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson, and Isaiah Simmons on the field at the same time, it looked okay. We didn't get a true, like, it was a very sample size, 
But then when Buda Baker went out of the game, his day was not his done against Kansas City, and Isaiah Simmons was asked to do more, and more was on his plate. He went right back to being a liability there in coverage. He had to play some slot. He had to pick up some wide receivers who got to the next zone of the defense, and he got toasted. And you just can't have that. Like, there are guys that are more capable, especially in coverage, than Isaiah Simmons because that's what he was going to be asked to do this season. I want everybody to go look up the name Reed Blankenship. Reed Blankenship, (laughs) undrafted for Jonathan Gannon, had a career year last year, started in the Super Bowl, right? Not the most physically gifted guy, was starting safety for the Philadelphia Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles secondary that had 17 interceptions last year. I, I think you can be frustrated at one person, two people today, Isaiah Simmons and Steve Kahn. I, I think being frustrated with with Jonathan Gannon today, I get it, or Monty Austin Ford, but uh, guys, the, the proof is in the pudding here. Like they gave him six months, he failed, they're moving on. Kime sunk a top 10 draft pick into this guy. That was the problem. Isaiah Simmons not, you know, being up to snuff to, to play the NFL position that he was asked to play or the, that he wanted to play now. That's the problem. So I have no issues with how the Cardinals are going to be in their secondary. Maybe not for all of this year, but moving forward. It's going to be a strength of this team. Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson are here. They're, they're secure now in their roles. I, I think that's it's a win today for people who wanted to see Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson long-term, because now you don't have to think, what are we going to do? Can we pay all three of them? That was never a question. Jalen Thompson, stud. Buda Baker, a franchise all-timer. Get him locked up. Now take fuck, take Isaiah Simmons' money, give it to Buda Baker. What a message that would send, <laughs> in my opinion, short-term and long-term. So I, I, I'm not concerned about that. Does it stink? Do you want to be able to salvage everything that Kime imploded? Of course. But what did, what did this podcast say that nobody else said? three months ago there were going to be moves that were made that were not popular that they had to whittle out guys that were drafted by steve kime that not only couldn't play but did not have the right attitude and mantra for the what they're going to be building they will preference and prefer rookies this fall but guys like zavin collins guys like hopefully you know rondell moore over time trey mcbride they can rise above and ingratiate themselves into this culture but Guys like Isaiah Simmons, it was a ticking time bomb. It was only a matter of time. So I I asked you, gentlemen, there's a a significant momentum with this team right now as it relates to the T word, tanking, and people want to connect the dots. Isaiah Simmons now, is Kyler Murray next? That's that's the big question I think that comes up with people. That's a, that's a very uncomfortable conversation. Oh, yeah. I was not prepared for. I, yeah, it, I don't friend. I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> I'm not going to answer that question I, until we get later on to the season. I, I do like Twitter the idea. I do like the idea of Monty Austin for going to the salary cap ATM, getting the roll of hundies, and just handing them out to Buda Baker. Like here you go. We're we're going to continue to add on to this thing and make you feel wanted around here. You're the heart and soul of this defense. You're the guy we want. You're the caliber and type of football player we want. Let's get to these uh, super chats. Free matter for the blind. Uh, I knew the dude was gone right after he refused to tackle Bichelle, the backup quarterback for the Chiefs, on the goal line. Celebrate good times. Come on. Alex jumping in. 499 super chat. Thank you so much. Giants fan saying Simmons shouldn't be a safety, but a linebacker. He's played linebacker the past three years and wasn't productive. Exactly right. I mean, that's... That for them to move him back to linebacker in a position he's even gone on record saying, I don't want to play yeah. linebacker. Yeah. I don't like playing linebacker. Do you know why? Because he's too close to that 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 defensive or that the goal or the the line of scrimmage. 
He can't diagnose what's going on quick enough to make the right decision. Z Professor, $5 Super Chat. Do we move Thompson back to free safety with Clark making a name for himself? I think that that becomes the conversation now moving forward. What happens with the secondary? Yeah, I think you go more with a traditional look. Two safeties, JT, Buda Baker, and then you find somebody more with with that's a cover specialist to play slot, whether it's Antonio Hamilton. I think Keytrail Clark this is a move that signifies that he's zeroing in on that cornerback two spot. And then you figure out if, if it's ham, if it's Christian Matthew, if it's Garrett Williams, potentially, is he close to come back? You know, they're probably going to put a cornerback who's more well-versed in covering in the slot instead of maybe a safety Ben Cork, $2 super chat. What position is he playing in New York? LOL teams. Maybe. I mean, I saw New Yorker in the chat saying, thanks for the special teams. Ace. That's more, Hey, if you're a Giants fan, yeah, just start there. See if the guy can play and make an impact anywhere. Uh, seventh round pick is not a ton of money for that. That's an expensive uh, special team. Seventh player. round pick, though. No, but, but salary wise, I mean, I think they pick up half. I think it's like three million. We're paying Dennis Gardeck that kind of money and be a special teams player. <laughs> <laughs> Free matter for the blind. Uh, last super chat, and we'll get out of here because we get a live show coming up at four thirty. Full breakdown of this move. Giants fans celebrating like they won the Super Bowl after this. LOL. Yeah, they, it was Pat Bev after the play-in game. Uh, they're on the scores table throwing their jersey into the crowd right now that they just got Isaiah Simmons for a seventh rounder. It's like, listen, it, every fan base is the same. Like, you you, you want to feel like you took advantage of another team, and, like, that's exactly what they feel like right now because they're looking on paper and they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of like how Suns fans felt about Bowl Bowl for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. we got fucking steal. Yeah, but Bowl Bowl's Bowl Bowl, and the reason why he's available is because he's not very good. Like, that's just what it is. Like he shows you flashes, but he's not good. And then, and Isaiah Simmons is kind of the bull bull of the NFL. That's, like, let's be real. Like he shows you flashes. <laughs> he has all the measurables. He should be a freak out there, but he doesn't do shit on the field consistently enough for you to win. Point blank, there it is. And he, he could very well make it into a Bleacher Report graphic that was way out, like, it's outrageous. Like, he could be in the top four of the NF, the Giants defensive unit, and you're like, wait, what a second. What has he done to, to prove to be in that? That's like they did with Bull Bull and, Bull Bull and like, the Suns lineup is insane. One last super chat. Tom, thank you so much. We needed to move on. Five Jack, pounds. What's that? Five pounds. Five, five pounds. Five I apologize. Dollars. That's right. Our guy from the U.K., we needed to move on Jack of all trades, master of none. We can't do positionless players. Too many time issues to sort out. Poor Monty taking that job. <laughs> Look, he's cleaning up the mess, and the mess continues into the regular season, and it's going to continue throughout the regular season. There's still guys from the organization and, and things that have been left from the previous regime that they still have to clean up. But look, another addition to the draft hall. 12 picks now and counting Johnny Venerable uh, this is just helping the Cardinals move into a new era of football. Yeah, it's going to be painful at times. This is painful this morning for a lot of people, Isaiah Simmons supporters, people that thought he was going to pop off. But again, I think when you when you saw the effort last weekend, it makes it a little bit more understandable. But he, he is not the only one. There, there will be more. Uh, if you think that this cut down to 53 is, is not going to be without some, oh my goodness, moments, some head scratchers, lock it into this show because this is the show that keeps it real 
It continues a few short hours from now, 4.30. We're back with you live, breaking down more from the Cardinals, moving on from Isaiah Simmons for a seventh-round pick to the Giants, and, of course, joint practice takeaways, hopefully better scenes from Minnesota as they take on the Vikings after what James Conner called a humbling day Yesterday, big thanks to the GM. Saul Can Booker. I say one thing real yeah, quick? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, nobody hates K1. Calm down, crazy. Like, we still believe in him. And I don't Chill. think anybody hates Simmons. I mean, we no. were, I, I was the ultimate Simmons uh, tanker or truther, and I thought, like, I wanted to see it play out and be successful because I love the skill set. It just just never happened. Yeah. Uh, and the Cardinals, they move on. They, like... Credit to Monty Osford, understanding he's not going to. It's not he's not going to be the definition of insanity and in trying the same thing over and over and expecting different results. It's a new day for the Arizona Cardinals. They have a GM, a decision maker that's willing to make the tough, unpopular move at times for the betterment of the team. And uh, the team moves forward. Jonathan Gannon and squad they continue practice today in Minnesota. We'll join you at four thirty with takeaways from that. Johnny Venerable, Saul Bookman, Bo Brock. Talk to you guys soon.